Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? It's me, Egbert, once again. I'm the new owner of this station. I went out and hired the best talk radio consultant, Jeff Allen from News Talk STL, and told him to hire the worst talent he could find. Jeff did exactly as I told him. Ladies and gentlemen, here are Brad and John. And here we are on a Friday, our last segment. And you know what? I've had, I'll be honest with you, a crappy week. A lot of stuff going wrong. Still have some technical problems here at the radio station, which is quite honestly driving me nuts. You know what I need? I need to do something that is sort of like off the chart kind of stuff. Do something weird. You mean like do your own laundry? (laughs) I'm already doing that. You know, let's have some fun. I'm going to make a phone call here. I hope I won't get you in trouble, John. Oh, no. I hope I don't get you in trouble. I hope hope this doesn't backfire. Okay, I'm not going to say who I'm going to call. We're just going to see if he picks up. Hey, Brad. Taylor Burks, you're on the air right now. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, appreciate the surprise. I have this terrible news that John Combest, my co-host, told me this morning that you've dropped out of CD3 race. Yeah, that's correct. What's the deal, dude? I was, I'm here. I've had these ad campaigns I'm working on for you, you know, like the Taylor Swift thing. And, and, and I I've, remember. I've, I've got, you know, I've got some of the, you know, the, the storyboards all done for the TV ads and the whole bit. And see, a lot of work went into it. Yep. I'm telling you, and you're just gonna you're just gonna cut and run. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, when I first got into the race, I said we need a single strong candidate out of Mid Missouri, um, and looked like I was going to be in the poll position. Then Senator Schaefer decided to file on Tuesday, and um, conversations with him and Congressman Luke Meyer, a number of other friends here in Midmo, um, we were, you know going to play a game of chicken and take each other out so it made most sense for uh, me to focus on things that i want to do over the next however many years can, can i can i give you a compliment what's that you know i always started secretly rooting for you why is that because you sound like a real guy well, I appreciate it. I mean, I it, you you sound like you're not rehearsed. You sound like if I met you in a restaurant, we sat down and had a dinner or had a you know a drink. That the conversation I had with you was the same as I would have with you in person, personally. Which, and I'll give you a compliment. I think is a rare quality that that politicians mostly don't have is they put go into their politician mode. And if elected, I'll put a chicken in your pot. You know that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. Actually, uh, you know, not that. I'm too much like President Trump, but I think that's the thing that people like about him, too. He says what's on his mind, and uh, now my tone's a little bit different. I don't call people names like uh, (laughs) President Trump does, but um, I I agree with you, Brad. Like People want more people serving us in politics who will say what we mean, even if it's not poll-tested or uh, checked out by consultants or this and that. So I appreciate you saying that, but I I do it because I— that's what I want, and I, I hope that uh, other people see that as they look at getting into politics and think, gosh, I don't, I don't have to be fake or poll-tested or this or that. I can, I can be genuine and honest and try to represent people the way 
I believe I should, and and voters will will pick that. Well, take it as an ultimate compliment from you, from me. Now, am I going to ask you? I'm going to ask you a nosy question. Does this mean you're not going to do any political stuff going forward, other than what you're already involved in? Uh, no, I mean I've I've uh, already talked to other candidates, not even just in CD3, but other candidates in other races, and um, I I believe in helping people who share my values, who share the things that uh, I think are important that need to be done, and so I've committed to uh you know next few weeks taking some time to recharge and refocus and then helping helping other candidates to cycle and stay involved interesting now you i i did a little deep dive on you you run a landscaping company is that when you do yeah i've been uh the president of rost inc which includes a landscape division but we also have tree farms we have an outdoor sports center wholesale retail uh, a bunch of different divisions within the company okay you know i am a i'm a power equipment nerd okay i don't know if you know that about me i have 11 lawnmowers and i'm not kidding when i say i have 11 lawnmowers okay what kind of lawnmowers you guys run what kind of zero turns uh so we actually don't do lawn care oh uh, you don't do lawn care source lawn care we do install design build uh but about 10 years ago we stopped focusing on the lawn care and outsourced to uh, other friends who've worked for us and started their own lawn care companies. Interesting. Well, Taylor, you know what? I appreciate the, you know you're, you're a good sport. Like I, I mean my compliment uh, uh, honestly. I was uh, having high hopes for you, and when John on the air this morning talked about how you dropped out, I thought to myself, "Darn it!" Yeah. yeah. Well, and, it means a lot. I appreciate the call. I appreciate the surprise on air, if you will, <laughs> and. Uh, I'll, I'll come on and talk politics with you guys anytime. We love it because, once again, you sound like you got your head screwed on right, and you're not talking political ease, if you know what I'm saying. I do, yep. Taylor, appreciate it. Bye. Thanks, Brad. Bye. What a good guy. That was great. Yeah, and Brad, you should, when, when we get off the air today, take a look at the note he posted. It's it's really well done. It's It, it appears very sincere. I'm sure it is. I always use the word appears. But it's but it but it's it, it's very sincere and it's just very well done. See what I guess the older I get, the more I, I this upsets me. When you see things that are just blatantly being manufactured, and like for mm-hmm. example, I mean like the whole deal with the crazy dueling press conferences from the border yesterday with with, <laughs> yeah. with Biden and Trump. Okay, and once again, what does Biden say? The border problem is the Republicans now. Let me let me go back to my history, okay? Didn't within like the first 24 or 48 hours, didn't Joe Biden sign these executive orders essentially just completely blowing up all the border restrictions? Wasn't that all him the stuff that, that Trump did? Yeah, right. exactly right. Wasn't that him Remain that did in that? Mexico, all that. Right. I'm going like, okay, and and the Republicans are to blame. And the problem is that, and you and I know this very well. You and I plugged in this kind of stuff. Obviously, you are plugged in much more than I am, but to the point where I know, you know, I can sort of hold my own, I mean, with most people when we talk politics and things like that. Not to the level that you can, because you're the master at this. But most people, when they hear like that, they go, yeah, Joe Biden, I heard him at the border, and he's right. Those Republican, rascally Republicans, they caused the whole problem. It's all their fault, Right. Yeah. I mean, it depends on but But again, if you just if if you get your news because you go to the gym for an hour, three days a week and and they have CNBC or not CNBC, if they have CNN or MSN on or you you're only friends with very liberal people on Facebook who are reposting MSNBC headlines, you might believe that. Well, and it's to the point where 
you know, I know you do this, but I do this on purpose. Before I go on the air in the morning, I go through, and I, it's usually my routine. I look at all the stuff on Fox. I go through all the top stories on Fox. I go on the stuff, the stuff on CNN, and I go through the stuff on MSNBC. And sometimes it's like, are we in the same country? You know right, I mean? right. Entirely different worlds. Right. I mean, different stories. I mean, mostly different stories, not necessarily the even the top items. Now, to a certain extent, I get where that comes from because there's a philosophy in news that you don't want to, you know, in other words, if you're, I mean, I, I learned a lot from a guy by the name of Gary Whitaker who um, used to be in the TV news business, and uh, I think he's actually uh, moved on to the next generation. He's originally from Springfield. Uh, he graduated, from, I think it was a Mizzou, J school grad and went around the country, worked for CNN and was news director, ultimately became the news director here at St. Louis at Channel 4. A crazy story how that ended. Uh, then he ended up back in his hometown of Springfield, was the general manager for a TV station right there. And he, his philosophy was, you, as, as far as a former news director, you never want to be looking at the other TV stations saying, why didn't we run that? as our lead story at 10 o'clock. He wanted to be to the point where he wanted to say, I don't care what the other stations are doing. This is what we feel is the top news story, yep. and we're going to go it. with it. In other words, not not follow the leader or anything like that, sure. and, and, and to the point where I can sort of see the philosophy of CNN and, uh, CNN and MSNBC that you don't want to essentially go to, you know, if, if the Fox, the number one news story is Joe Biden talking about climate, if you went to CNN, the, 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 story, the top story would be Joe Biden talking about the border, but essentially it's the same story but a different angle. So, well, and as you and I talked about earlier in the week, unless you listen to KCUR in Kansas City, <laughs> You wouldn't know that the most pressing issue is black roller skating, Brad. See, you and I talked about that the other day. And you know what? You smartened me up about the, that there is indeed a difference between quad roller skates and oh, yeah. inline rollerblading. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's quads are, going, are really coming back. I mean, especially, and once again, I'm going to say this, and people are going to say, I can't believe you said that. The blacks have always been into quads. The, yeah, that's amazing. Well, maybe they're just a little bit more traditional in well, that regard, Brad. But part of it has to do with the fact that that it's it's a little bit more. I I don't want to say it's you know it's, it's easier or a lower barrier. No, to entry. it's it's just a different style. You know, it's a different style because you can do things on a quad that you can't do on the inline. Obviously, on an inline, you can get going very fast and and you know the whole deal that do you speed can, skating or whatever. right right. Where is where is the the quads tend to be more of a finesse, more of a uh, you know that kind of a thing. I'm telling you. It reminded you. me the other day when we talked about it, Brad. And I don't think I I don't think I asked you this, but do you know as a man? the hardest part about starting to rollerblade no what is that telling your parents you're gay <laughs> i didn't see that one coming <laughs> thank you brad that was a involved setup there i'm glad that we got to it <laughs> hold on a minute see now i i talked about this the other day and i didn't do my deep dive on it if i go into if i go into because i used to go here all the time saying quadrollerskating.com no, 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 no. Saints Roller Rink. I think there's still oh, a page. I looked it up, Brad. I looked it up the other day. Yeah, did you find it? And uh, it exists. Yeah. I was fact, able actually, you know how every day I post like our, our topics to Instagram? Yeah. And that day I posted, and you can add a location. So a lot of times I'll add a silly location, right? So the other day I I, I said that, that that our location that day was Saints Roller Rink in Olivet. And, there, and it existed. 
Saints Roller Rink, 1168 North Warson Road in Creve Coeur. And, and I was trying to figure out exactly where that intersection is. Like, what else is there? Uh, it's 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 back like in a it's like an industrial area like that. Matter of fact, there's a Facebook page up that's fans of Saints Roller Rink in St. Louis. I it, saw that too. It Brad. has five point one thousand or fifty one hundred uh, uh, pages dedicated to those who used to roll at Saints Roller Rink and Olivet. It's, it's, now this says Olivet, and the other one says Creepcore, who want to see it open back again. But I think they tore it down. I don't think it's there anymore. I think it's gone, gone. Uh, and I'm telling you, I probably, and you, you're going to laugh when I tell you this, I probably have skated there 30 or 40 times. Wow. And, and you said, because, and I remember, by the way, again, growing up in the 80s, I remember that skating birthday parties were huge. I went to Karen oh, yeah. Nunn's skating birthday party in first grade. I remember distinctly these these roller skating parties. Well, my sons, you know, who aren't too, you know, I feel like an old man telling you this. My sons, who aren't that much age difference from you, John Combest. Uh, but we used to go to a lot, of, and a lot of times I used to, you know, I'd ask the people, you know, the, the parents, i go, do you mind if I get skates and skate? No, come on, go ahead. So I'd go out there and embarrass the crap out of my kids, you know. <laughs> no, and I was never great, but I wasn't bad. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, you, if you do a passable job and you're not crashing into the wall, right? Which, I, if I tried to do it today, I mean, I would. The great thing about when I ice skate is I can go very fast, and I love skating, and then I just crash into a wall. That's how I stop. Here it is. Uh, uh, thanks to all of the new followers of our page, many fans have asked how they can donate to help bring back a Saints-like roller rink in St. Louis. We're in the midst of putting together a way to fans, family, friends, and skaters to donate to the project. As some of you know, banks are really hesitant to fund an entertainment project in this economy without a huge sum of money down as well as six-month operating expense sitting in a business account. A way to prove to the banks that one the community wants a rink, blah, 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 blah. Okay, there's no way in hell. You know, the banks are going to go, we're not putting any money behind a roller rink. That's stupid. Um, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, now, if they said, no, I, won't, I was going to say something, i get myself in trouble for that. If they said that they were doing a radio station and a skating rink, then they would get two no's. <laughs> right, they would, get, they, would get a, they would get a hell no. I was just going to say, they would get a no and a hell no. Yeah, that's, that's exactly Hey, we made it through the week, Brad. It was, it was a challenging week in a lot of regards. Now, here's what I think we should do. I still think we should put at least part of yesterday's audio up. You may dispute me on that, but I think it was a really good show. It sucked. And it was, okay, and it was, hey, it was, hey, listen, it was the not, man with, with the direct tie into Egbert who can make that decision. It I'm was not you. It was me. I just had a meltdown. I had a bad week. You know, I mean, like, like a we all go through it. And that's the problem with this, the millennials that say, oh, good vibes only. Sometimes life sucks. And sometimes we have bad moments. You know, let me put it to you this way. If I were a teacher the day I had on Tuesday would have been considered a stressful, 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 stressful day as opposed to having to teach out of a book like, we can't have that anymore, right? No way. Not something made of wood pulp. (laughs) Right. We can't. Do you mean I actually have to talk to the kids? Oh, I hope not. (laughs) Right. Okay. We're way over time. And you know what? Here we go again. I'm looking at the satellite monitors and they show that everything's up. So hopefully when I do all my little magic here, uh, we will have have uh, the Armstrong and Getty show in just a few minutes. And if not, it'll be more of John and Brad. That's right. And we'll see everybody on Monday. Thanks for checking out the Brad and John show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. 
It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of The Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? 